Hello and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And we are back this fortnight to talk about what I brought to you last fortnight, Elliot, which was yes. It Follows. Yes, uh, It Follows, which was, um, yeah, I mean, it's a horror movie. Spoilers. Yep. Um, and I, I don't watch... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. It just—I just thought for a second. Wait, did you not know it was a horror movie going into it? Yeah, no, I, we must have talked about that, surely. No, I, I did. I don't know if we actually talked about it. I, I did know it was a horror film, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't watch too many horror films. I'm quite easily spooked. Um, but mm. I liked this one. Um, yeah. So just to recap it for people who haven't seen it for a while, haven't Give seen us it that at plot. all. Um. We start off with this girl called Annabelle who gets killed and then we never hear about her again. Yep. Um, I think she's only in it, like this whole scene just exists to give it like an action-based start to the movie. Yeah, I think it's to let you know, well, so we're going to get into this. You know what, we've derailed already. Let's just stop the plot summary for a second because I need to say something. Um, This movie is so not a horror movie in so many ways, like... It's like the first, apart from this one opening scene, the movie is just exploring the life of this character for the first, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Um, it's it's definitely a very unconventional horror film compared to yeah. the handful that I've seen. Um, and it, it definitely I feels think, unique. I think this first scene is there because without it, people would think, wait, have I walked into the wrong movie? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's fair. Actually, I was I was going to say I didn't really see the point of it, but I guess mm. you're right. Um, there's not much horror for quite a while after this, so I think I think yeah. it actually establishes what the movie is. Yeah, and it establishes such an unsettling tone, right? Because the, this first scene is a girl runs out of her house, runs out into the middle of the street. Somebody asks, "Hey, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." She's kind of looking around not seeing anything. We are kind of following her in this slow one-shot panning around in a big circle. Mm. And then she just kind of runs runs back inside. And it's like, what <laughs> What just happened? What's going on? Um, yeah, and there's, um, I mean, because uh, you, you mentioned, like, the, the sort of shot, the, this bit of cinematography, and I think this movie does this a lot, and I think it's something it does really well, is these very slow panning shots um yeah and because i think slowness is something this film also does very well um yeah I, i'll talk about that a bit later but um i guess to get back Sorry, to let's the plot, continue the plot summary <laughs> yep 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 uh so we then meet jay who is our actual main character um and she is hot and everyone wants to have sex with her um and i bring that up because it's an important plot point mm-hmm. um one of these people who wants to sex her is named hugh um, and they go on a date to the movies, and he gets scared by some girl that um, that Jay can't see, and it's a bit weird. But um, they go out again, and and they do the they do the business, uh, and then Hugh just sort of out of nowhere chloroforms Jay, um, mm-hmm. and so she wakes up, and he he he's not going about this very well, but he he mostly has good intentions, um, and yeah, it's basically for someone uh, who you know chloroforms her and ties her up, he's. You know, he's trying to help her. <laughs> yeah, he's... Well, yeah, I mean, if, you know, help her cope with something that he just did to her, but... Yeah, um, help her, yeah, help <laughs> out of a situation that he created is fair, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the nicest ways to chloroform and kidnap someone, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he, he gives her the 411 on this monster that he has just sexually transmitted to her. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so the monster kind of approaches, and basically, you know, the, the monster in, in this film 
will always follow you, but it only ever goes at like a walking speed. Yeah. Um, and so basically he lets it walk pretty close and then lets them sort of run away. Um, yep. And she freaks out, but she doesn't really believe anything supernatural at this point. Um, anyway, so, so a lot of stuff sort of happens, but essentially she has a few more encounters with, um, I guess I'll call it It, because the, yeah. that's sort of what the movie does, um, even though yep. uh, you know it's not the It from Stephen King's It. Uh, this is a different It. Different It, um, yeah, of course. Anyway, they eventually... Um, you know, she, there's there's all this sort of stuff. She encounters it a few times, and they eventually track down Hugh's real identity because he was using a fake name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find out his real name's Jeff, and they track him down, and he basically just re-delivers um, what he said before, um, but she actually yeah. believes him now because she's been harassed by this thing. Uh, yeah, in- he, he basically says to her, look, I was telling the truth. The best thing for you to do is just pass this thing on because if it kills you, it's going to come back for me. So please just pass it on and be done with it. Like, it's shitty, but it's what you got to do. Yeah, it sounds like basically the you know the way you sort of handle this thing is to just pass the bat and 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 hope yep. that the next person does as well because you know it's in your interest to get the person you tricked to trick someone else because it moves it further away from you. Yeah. Um. But I feel like you could never really feel safe ever. Oh, um, I know. It'd be kind of terrifying. Yep. Um, and that's really the theme of this film. Um. Anyway, so they they all run away to like a holiday. F- a holiday home um, where there's some more close encounters with this monster, um, which mm. another little detail I haven't really talked about yet is it has this ability to change forms, which is great. Um, yes. It always um, takes the form that will sort of fuck with you the most in the moment. Yeah, it seems to sometimes just take forms to fuck with you, sometimes take forms to get close to you by posing as someone who you might not notice. Um, and, God, yeah. I, I want to stop again to just point out how great of a conceit for a horror film this is. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I, I I think that'll be a whole section um, later. Yeah. I'll just, All right, let's not get into it now. Finish cause... off your plot summary before <laughs> I get carried away again. <laughs> um, so uh, eventually Jay sleeps with Greg um, because not... he doesn't really believe in it and right, she wants sorry, yeah. to pass it on to someone who she thinks will be able to handle it a bit better. Yeah. Uh, she was wrong. He dies. Um, yes. Because he, he, he doesn't believe he, in it. Well, he he kind of says, "Hey, pass it to me. I'll keep an eye out if I, and then we'll see what happens." And it doesn't show up for a few days, um, and he kind of gets complacent. Yeah, and it does show up, and it kills him, and he is dead. Um, yeah, and so then Jay runs away, and there's this interesting scene where she just finds three random guys on a boat and sort of gets a bit undressed and starts to swim out there. And I, I think it's implied that she slept with at least one of them um, to pass the curse mm. off for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting little isolated scene because then she just sort of comes back home and uh, there's this guy called Paul who's who has been set up from the start of the film to kind of have a bit of a crush on her. Yeah, um, he clearly has had a crush on her since they have been young. Yeah. And so he sort of uh, offers to have sex with her um, to sort of try and help her out but she says no and not really because she's creeped out by it but actually like she doesn't want to hurt him um mm. you know after what happened with greg uh she yeah fairly kind of feels like it's not going to go well um yeah. so they come up with a plan to attack the thing uh by breaking into i guess an abandoned pool or a closed pool at least um yep. and they surround it with electrical appliances with the idea <laughs> they'll lure it into the water and then uh electrocute it um, yep. it doesn't, it doesn't I mean, go very, 
Yeah, it's it's a pretty good idea. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, instead, what happens is the thing just goes around and throws shit at um, Jay while she's in the pool. Yeah, uh, it really takes her. her with a few things too. Yeah. Um, and then Paul is kind of trying to shoot at it with a gun he's he's got, um, mm. even though it's, so it's invisible to people who have not been infected. Um, yep. And he manages to shoot one of the other friends uh, in the process, yep. which is pretty... You know, yeah, it was pretty poor form by him. Um, but eventually they sort of get it in the water and Jay manages to shoot it in the head um, yep. and and get Jay out of the water. Um, but they don't really believe it's dead um, because there's this weird thing where it fills the pool with blood. Um, it's kind of creepy. Uh, so then, <laughs> then there's probably, I, I would say, the weirdest part of the movie that I think we'll talk about a bit more. But uh, they go home. Jay does have sex with Paul. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie sort of ends with them walking hands, presumably actually in a relationship now, and there's like a creepy yep. person walking behind them that's, uh, I think it's heavily implied that it's the creature still. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then I sort of had to check that Netflix had actually given me the whole movie because um, it it's not like, I, I'm sort of fine with sudden or, or slightly ambiguous endings like this one got, mm. but... um. I think what really threw me here is Jay and Paul sort of suddenly entering an actual relationship felt mm. like a bit of a weird way to kind of end the film. I don't know. It it didn't feel like an ending to me um, uh, in, well, we do in that get, way. We do get, um, what's his name, Paul? Uh, we get him kind of, a scene of him in a car driving past what looked to be prostitutes, uh, clearly implying yeah. he's passing it on as well. Which um, was an interesting thought because I had this thought when when we sort of have at the start of the film, there's this guy Hugh who you know wines and dines Jay pretty excessively before passing it on to her. Yeah, and, and you know you got to think he got it at a one night stand in a nightclub, and you got to kind of think, well, isn't that isn't that easier? Like I don't know. Um, I guess forming well, a connection with the person makes it easier to sell them on the actual gravity of it after the fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just going and passing it on quickly with something like a prostitute probably feels like the easy way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he just didn't want to do it like that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. A, you must feel so shitty. Like, that's your only real recourse because this thing can't be stopped. It follows. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, and so moving on from that, I I think we should yeah now we should take some time. This is such a fantastic concept for a oh my god, it's uh, so good a, a horror thing. Um, and, and I mean you know it's not just a great concept; it's very well executed. Um, yeah. My favorite part of this movie was um you know we talked about how they have these long panning shots, and they yep. start to use it in the second half of the film because there'll be a long panning shot of uh it sort of walking up to someone. Yeah, and they won't notice. So there's, in particular, one stood out to me at the beach where we just kept having this shot, and you could see it slowly walking up to Jay from behind. But of course, no one else can see it, and Jay's facing the other way. Yep. And it, it's so tense and it's so slow, and that's the whole point of this monster: is it doesn't jump scare you. It, like, it, you know, one of the other f- horror films I have seen is Paranormal Activity, and it sort of has the same formula a little bit, where it's it's long build up shots. But Paranormal Activity's sort of gimmick is that it it has this long shot and then it's a surprise moment that you don't see coming and it's just a jump scare. Um, Or maybe there isn't one. Whereas this is the opposite because it's a slow, long anticipation, but you know exactly where things stand. Like you're watching it slowly inch closer. Um, It's so good. It it, it (laughs) 
produces this level of tenseness in the same way that build-ups to jump scares do in other horror movies, but without being kind of cheap, right? No, you exactly, know, yeah. Yeah. Or even just, like, there's a scene I really love where Jay has gone back to school and she's sitting in class and she, you see out the window somebody walking towards her and mm. you don't she doesn't notice it at first um but then she does and it's just this shot of you looking at jay jay looking out the window and out the window a kind of blurry granny slowly walking towards her and it's <laughs> <laughs> this movie manages to make these things so tense um yeah, and because there's and there's a few false alarms as well, like the ones where someone's just walking and you don't know if it's if it's it yet. Like, yeah, you know, you totally there's, get that yeah. thing where people feel people who are infected come across as a bit crazy because you yeah you don't know because this thing's so casual and how it comes at you that it, it, you can you can get paranoid. Jay, Jay and her group are talking to uh, to Jeff, the original curse holder. Um, they're just kind of sitting out on the grass, and we kind of cut to seeing a woman kind of slowly walking down the path towards them. And as she gets closer and closer, Jeff kind of starts to freak out. It's like, hey, can you see that lady? Can you see that lady? (laughs) And it's very like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's just a lady walking past, and it's so terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, no, the the direction of this film is so good, just all these slow shots. uh, Yeah, the tenseness of the film is so strong and doesn't feel cheap at all, uh, as, as yeah. we've sort of said. Um, I guess the other thing that I, I want to call out was the music. Um, you know, I, I, you talked about this a little bit in the prescription, um, but it's it's a lot of big 80s synth notes. Uh, yeah. Which, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's pro- this probably isn't fair because It Follows came first, but it very much reminded me of Stranger Things, which, which uses a <laughs> uh, similar yes. sort of 80s style um yep. soundtrack um but yeah Although, it, it's really good they're very it's a very it's, strong powerful sort of thing the thing i like another thing i like about this movie is it kind of feels like it's set in the 80s like it feels like it's set in this time before technology made stories have to be bigger right it feels like a small town kind of story but it's very much not set in the 80s because there's all kinds of weird anachronistic things that don't make sense um <laughs> I, I, like, see, it's interesting. Like thinking on it now, there's nothing that jumps out to me as particularly unique to any era. Like you know, probably fashion or something um, was quite modern. But like I think you could pass this movie off as as setting in any sort of recent time. Like I think it is a bit. It intentionally avoids using much stuff that is very specific to the last fifteen years or something. Well, this is something that I've read some 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 articles and stuff. This is very intentional. It's it's meant to be a story that is kind of out of time in order to be, you know, not not tied to any specific time period and not kind of dated. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Jay's well, friend you see is that, kind um, of reading. Oh, hmm. sorry. Oh, you, you do kind of see that in like it's a good idea because you see that in other things like. Uh, the you know like we've we've talked about the X Files on here recently, and there's definitely a sense in a lot of the earlier seasons of that where you just the fact that they don't have mobile phones is very noticeable and yeah and very off putting almost uh, to watch in the you know in the 21st century. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this story, the way they tell this story, it do, you don't you don't feel like you're missing anything. You don't feel like the no. characters have anything missing. It's just kind of like it's telling a story about these characters and their setting just makes sense and you just get lost in the you just get lost in Jay's life and then in in um in her life after she she gets, you know, infected with a demon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um so did this movie spook you, Elliot? Um, yeah, yeah, I was pretty spooked. I watched it alone at night, which is, you know, ideal mm. spooky conditions. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, yeah, there was, you know, it was definitely like at the end, there was just that sense of 15 minutes after I finished it, I was still very tense. I was just like, man, you know, the <laughs> the adrenaline was still clearing its way out of my system, I think. Uh, yeah. Which is what you want from a horror film, I think. Yeah. I, but the thing I like, I mean, I, I really like this movie, obviously. Um, it's just so not, it, it doesn't feel like its goal is to scare you, right? It's not a I, movie that I, exists to scare people. I'd almost say Unsettle is is its goal. It's yeah. just, it, it just fills you with tension and doesn't really let it go, even after the film's finished. Uh, yeah. Because really, the big the big thing this film pushes into you is that it's never over. <laughs> yeah, which uh, I mean, movies have to end, but you know, nightmares don't. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's a good tagline for it. Follows too. Still following. <laughs> I get. Yeah, coming soon. Um, I um, think I did read online that they've talked about doing a sequel. So. I guess we'll see. I'd, I'd probably be interested in more of it. Um, I really enjoyed this, mm. but I think they said the sequel would explore the origin of it, which I'm not particularly Ugh. keen on personally. Yeah, um, no, please no. I would <laughs> it's just, so good. I, it's yeah, yeah, it's an I liked, abstract force. That's what makes it so compelling. Yeah, I would I would honestly just probably want the sequel to be more of the same, just a new set of characters um, dealing with the same shit I think could still be very yeah. interesting. Well... Yeah, I mean, so let's talk about Jay as a main character, right? Yeah. Um, because the story really is about her, I mean, kind of her loss of innocence in a lot of ways, right? We talked about it. I, I think one of the big th- mm. plot threads is her and her and, uh, her and Paul and her unwillingness to want to sleep with him around like two thirds of the way through. And then obviously that kind of happens towards the end of the movie. Um, and it's it, it's like you feel like she's lost herself over the course of this movie, you know? It's really... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, there's, you know... So, obviously, we start with her, and it's like the classic high school film romance where she's going on these dates with the guy, and then, obviously, you know, then it all goes wrong. And she's, like, legitimately, like, traumatized uh, for quite a while. Yes, she is... After all this. Yeah, she she clearly is messed up by this, as you would be. be. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, man, it really is just, you know, like, <laughs> this movie kind of defies traditional genre a bit, because it's, it's not, like, it's not a horror movie, it's about, it's about this girl who's dealing with this horrific thing, and it's horrifying to us because we're kind of seeing it through her eyes. Yeah, I think the movie does a really good job of selling you on the fact that the main characters are just pretty normal. Um, yeah. which is something that uh, not every horror movie I've seen has succeeded in. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no kind of... There's no great importance to these characters. There's no real things that we learn about them that make us think, oh, these are characters that we should really care about. They're just kind of people who are dealing with a... Not even people, like <laughs> children, really. Like, 
young adults, I guess, but they feel quite young. It feels like this is just a sh- shitty situation to happen to some relatively normal teens slash young adults. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Jay is at university, so yeah, I, I was a little unsure on exactly where all of them were age-wise, but mm-hmm. I think that's probably intentional. Uh, it's all yeah, just they... late high school, yeah. early 20s range is, is I, really it. I actually don't think she was in university. I think that just was the American school system. They don't have uniforms. It feels kind of <laughs> like what we would think of as university. She's, she's I, I guess, a senior is a thing in America. I don't uh, know. Yeah, anyway. maybe. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, and i tell you what I would like the sequel to kind of explore a bit. And, and the, mm. these, this is just, uh, I guess this is the scientist in me. Um, yeah, but if you took a plane trip, because I think it's implied that it can't, like you know, it walks. So you know, you drive a long way, and you've got a bit more time. So yeah. if you if you jet set halfway across the world every few months, are you, are you safe? And and also, if you hop on a <laughs> boat, are you safe? Um, so well, there I don't are know. a lot of questions that could be answered. I think the overarching thing that happens is it's well, going to get closer before to they, right. Yeah, the movie ends before it really like comes up to explore these sorts of workarounds. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it doesn't feel like the movie skipped over them. Like, it doesn't feel like... Because the protagonists are probably only at the point where they would want to start to consider that stuff um, at the end yeah. of the film. Uh, it doesn't really feel like they cheaped out on it uh, till now. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because it. I, I when I'm whenever I talk about movies like this, where a focal point of the movie is, here's a thing that operates in a different way to what you expect, I... Something that always has mattered to me in the past is, oh, it's good to know the boundaries of how this thing works so that then you can kind of explore those boundaries, right? Like, good science fiction will set that up. Um, But it it follows I don't care about that because I don't think it's... I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's that relevant. It's not the story of these people overcoming this thing as much as it is just kind of the story of Jay, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that, and I I think it's something that I'd want to see explored a bit more in a, in a sequel, just because there'd yeah. be it'd be the point. But definitely within the confines of this specific movie, it didn't at all feel like that was something that should have been addressed or needed to be addressed. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't know. I I just can't think of. I'm trying to think of ideas for it follows two, and I can't think of any that make <laughs> me think. Oh, I want to see that you know no um, i think uh, maybe... i think i think this would be a movie that would age fine without a sequel yeah maybe it's uh they follow and now there's <laughs> mm, there's two of them elliot yeah <laughs> there's two of them and one of them comes from one side one of them comes from the other side well yeah but the new one the new one walks backwards as well it's a big twist on <laughs> right the yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no it's like uh the ghosts from pac-man one of them will just kind of follow you one of them will like try and get out in front of you you know <laughs> <laughs> it follows oh and it cuts you off that's the title of the sequel um yeah no i don't know this movie just exists in its own little world and i think that's what makes it so perfect you know yeah uh i agree yeah. i i think this is probably the best concept for a horror um monster um that i've seen uh outside of maybe Cab- cabin in the woods is is my other favorite horror film and that's because yeah. it's barely a horror well, film it's i mean that's yeah that's not really <laughs> a horror film to um, be honest it it tries to pretend that it is to trick well, it's, people it, into seeing it's a meta horror it's a meta horror <laughs> yeah. film um it's it, yeah um 
So I'd say, yeah, in just in terms, this is probably the best concept I've seen, and it's very well executed. Um, I definitely recommend this to horror fans, and even people who aren't big on horror films, like as someone who doesn't yep. always love them, I did love this one. Yeah, and I, to kind of, before you give your number, I want to just jump on that a bit more, <laughs> because this is a movie that I've shown to people who aren't fans of horror, people who get scared easily at horror movies, and, and this movie will scare them, of course, but it it's just so easy to fall in love with because of how well it executes yeah just following these characters um yeah anyway sorry i cut you off no that's fine and so to put a number on it uh i guess i would give this an eight out of ten eight out of ten that's a pretty good number yeah (laughs) one of the (laughs) one of my favorites i suppose (laughs) um well that that brings us to the end of our discussion about it follows Yes, and so now it is my turn to recommend something to everyone for the next two weeks. Yep, um, and that something and, is... Uh, so I'm going to talk about the Netflix documentary series uh, that's just called Explained. Um, oh, yes. Okay, sorry. You, you talk first. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, well, I'm interested. Have you, have you heard of this or, or are you familiar with it? I have heard of it, I think. Isn't it... Like a, a TV show adaptation of a podcast, or am I completely wrong? Ah, oh, you were close, Ruben, but it is in Damn. fact. <laughs> uh, it's based on a YouTube video series that Vox made, and Netflix right. sort of picked it up to be a full-on TV show. Yeah. Um. So season one, I they've they've said they're doing a season two, but uh, at the moment we're just talking about season one, and it's twenty episodes that are about fifteen to twenty minutes long. Um. Mm-hmm. And they're all just a mini documentary on a on a topic. Uh, so to cherry pick some of the first few episodes, um, you know, there's one on the racial wealth gap, and then they move on to designer DNA, and then a little bit later they do K-pop. Um, <laughs> These are all very different topics. Yeah. Uh, so and that's sort of that's that's where I was going with this. There's not really a theme. Like they they do pop culture, science and technology, politics. Um, really anything like it definitely feels like a bunch of people sat in a room and we're just like what's anything that people are misinformed or ill-informed about and uh, nothing was was off the table Uh, you know they they do a bit of everything um, and it's really cool I'm interested to hear have you watched any of the like original YouTube videos no I haven't Um, I might I might try and do that over the next two weeks to to sort of try and compare it Um, but because yeah I'm interested like you know, I don't think we've talked about this this much on the show, but YouTube uh, video essays are kind of going through a real renaissance at, at the moment, um, where a yeah. lot of really interesting, thoughtful content is being made on YouTube. And I guess this is the adaptation of that into the mainstream, like explicitly, right? Well, yeah, this is something that somebody decided was worth picking up and putting on, like, you know, what's now effectively a legitimate, uh, in air quotes, <laughs> in air quotes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. TV, TV producer. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what is lost or gained from that move. Maybe that's a question that we can talk about next week. Yeah. Next fortnight. Um, Oops. Yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I, I guess one other little thing, um, because these episodes, you know, they're all so standalone and they're all such varying topics, there's no need to watch them in order. And like, I did not. Um, and and really? I don't I, I don't really expect you to have to get through all 20 within the two weeks. It, yeah. It's very much a show where you can just sort of pick it up and put one on. Like, uh, you know, when, when we were watching it here, we very much just would sort of be like, oh, you want to watch some Explained? And we'd, we'd pick out the next episode that we that sounded interesting 
Um, yeah. I think in saying that, though, try and pick ones that sound really dull or uninteresting to you because those probably ended up being my favorites because um, usually I think the ones that didn't appeal to me at all were the ones I knew absolutely nothing about, and that's where I actually learned the, the most. So what was your favorite thing to learn about? Um, oh, let, me, let me look up the title of the episode. Come on, Elliot. This it is, has a this weird is title. the question I was obviously going to answer. <laughs> I mean, ask. Pro- probably the most interesting one that really stood out to me was this one that's just called exclamation mark. Like, not the word, just the huh. punctuation symbol. And it's on the okay. history and usage of the exclamation mark. Um, <laughs> what? It's yeah. I I I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it the most educational, but it was the one that stood out to me the most. as just a really interesting topic. I would have never have thought to watch something on. Yeah. Um, there you go. Because yeah, like I and I'm looking at this list of episodes now. And there's so many. I, I'm just there are so many great topics and um something. That I, I also wanted to bring up in this prescription, um, specifically because I didn't find out about this till I was about halfway through the series, because um, uh, Netflix does a terrible job of advertising it. But uh, most of the episodes have like celebrity narrators who um, narrate oh. the the documentary. Um, okay. So, for instance, w- there's an early episode that's on cryptocurrency, and they have Christian Slater uh, do that one. <laughs> Um, from Mr. Robot. That, that feels very on the nose. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of them are quite like that. Um, yeah. I think my my favourite one is uh, there's an episode on the female orgasm, which, of course, is narrated by Rachel Bloom, which is oh just my God. perfect. That's so perfect. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, I, I think um, it, it, it kind of became a fun part of it to try and figure out who they were uh, for Guess a lot of them. the voice, yeah. Because uh, Netflix doesn't list it, so you sort of got to go to the Wikipedia page to see the list. But, um, That's I, classic. It's, it's a fun little inclusion that, that really added to the experience for me um, in a simple way. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to check this show out. It sounds like it's right up my alley. I spend way too much time watching... Um, you know, like info, like ed- the educational side of YouTube, and so this seems like it's the exact yeah. Kind I think of you'll like that. This, I want to then. be watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see what what episodes you get through, and and you know how they how how you find yeah. the whole experience in two weeks. I, I wonder what we'll talk about in two weeks. It'll be an interesting <laughs> show to kind of, I guess, even do a plot summary of. But um, yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out in two weeks, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the end of Media MD for this fortnight. But if you haven't got enough of our voices and you think, God, I wish there was a way I could listen to these guys talk about stuff every two to three days, um, <laughs> well, you're in luck because we have another show called Deep Impact where we dive very deep into one specific piece of media instead of moderately deep into multiple specific pieces of media. Um, yeah, and so I think we've just hit arc three uh, as this is coming out. Um, yep. I think we'll be two chapters into that, so um, yep. there's still time to catch up. Yep, uh, I have gotten some of my friends into it, and they, one of my friends has been reading it for about four days, and they are about to finish the story. So you can definitely catch up <laughs> if you if you really want to. Um, you will get hooked. You will get deep into Pact as we have. Um, yes. You can check that out by going to... Uh, doofmedia.com and if you like other things that we do you can follow us on twitter uh, our twitter is media empty podcast we also have the media empty podcast website where you can check out our twitter leave us a review on itunes uh, send us an email at media at gmail.com if you'd like to leave us your thoughts on media that we discuss uh, also on the media md website you can find all of the clues for the media md arg 
you can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his industry so obsessed with making sequels to things that shouldn't have sequels. <laughs> Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue? Uh, Penlid. Penlid. And we will see you next fortnight.